Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Rundown presented by the Minnesota Daily. I'm your host, Nolan O'Hara. We're sorry we missed you last week, but make sure to check out our website, mndaily.com, for anything you missed and all things go for sports. With football set to kick off less than a month away, we're going to jump into what the roster might look like this season. So today I'm joined with our football beat reporter, Brendan O'Brien. How's it going, Brendan? Other than suffering through another Twins loss, I'm doing pretty well, Nolan. How are you? You know, suffering through that loss as well. Um, <laughs> wish I wouldn't have watched that game. It was a fun eighth inning, but we're still surviving here. Yep, got some football to talk about, so we're doing pretty well there. So. Exactly, got some football to talk about. So let's start with the big news with football as of yesterday. Rashad Bateman is back for the Gophers. So if you're unaware, Bateman had opted out earlier this summer, citing concerns over COVID-19, and he decided to prepare for the NFL draft. But when the Big Ten announced that its fall season was back on, Bateman returned to campus, enrolled in classes, and made it known he wanted to play for the Gophers this season. But there was a catch. Brendan, you had the breakdown for us yesterday. Can you explain kind of the situation and what happened yesterday that allowed Bateman to return for the Gophers? Yeah, so once uh, Bateman announced that he was um, going to uh, forego his last season at uh, Minnesota and uh, enter the NFL draft, he did sign with an agent, which um, would make him ineligible um, per the NCAA rules. Um, So what he needed in order to... um, be able to come back to Minnesota and play was uh, get NCAA approval. He couldn't just re-enroll in classes and um, start practicing again with uh, the Gophers. So he did get that approval, um, and that was announced yesterday. Uh, just another thing of note is that um, with his return comes a little bit of change. Uh, he decided that he's going to switch from his um, jersey number of 13 to number 0. Uh, with the zero representing a zero tolerance for racism in Minnesota's culture and just society in a whole. For sure. And Bateman's return will not only help you know himself, but it'll also help the Gophers' offense. Um, he was one of the best receivers in the country last season. and It'll be good to see him back for the team. And you recently kind of wrote a breakdown about the offense and uh, what that's going to look like, what we can expect from the Gophers this season. Who are some of the key returners and who can we expect to take a step up this year? And do you think the offense will look as dynamic, as similar as it was last year? Sure. So one of the uh, main starters, obviously, that's coming back is uh, quarterback Tanner Morgan. And that's going to be a big piece to keeping uh, continuity uh, going and um, continuing to uh, put points on the board uh, as the Gophers did last year. Um, he did really well in basic metrics for the Gophers, breaking some single-season records and um, some advanced metrics that um, pro football focus measures as well. Uh, so it's great uh, to have him if you are um, a Gophers fan. Um, another uh, receiver, obviously, besides Bateman, is Chris Ottman-Bell. He was the number three receiver, but now with uh, Tyler Johnson moving on to, um, to the NFL uh, Ottman Bell looks to probably project to be Morgan's um, second man uh, in the receiving core. The biggest thing for Morgan, um, besides having um, these receivers, will also be having a great run game to lean on. He's got um, Mohamed Ibrahim, uh, who's a redshirt junior as well, uh, who's had some experience um, and shared the backfield last year with uh, Rodney Smith and Shannon Brooks, who are now gone. Um so Ibrahim looks to uh, become the focal point of the running game, but that doesn't necessarily mean he will be um, the only one that'll be uh, in uh, the backfield for the Gophers this year. 
uh, at uh, a recent press conference, uh, PJ Fleck also mentioned um, guys like Bryce Williams, who had played in 2018, but was redshirted in 2019. He's obviously had some uh, experience, so he'll most likely get some snaps as well. Um, but if they're, you're looking for a three-headed um, backfield like they had last year, it's really up for grabs for that third spot. Um, there's some uh, other redshirt freshmen in Cam Wiley and Trace and Potts. The interesting thing is that Fleck noted that uh, Potts is uh, not only a good running back, but he's also um, good in the, uh, the receiving game. Um, he also mentioned uh, guys like Jason Williamson, um, the Oatana native, and also true freshman Kai Thomas, which obviously we will get into a little bit later with um, other players uh, further down on the depth chart and true freshmen maybe stepping up. But that's kind of what the backfield looks like. Obviously, Bateman coming back is huge for a quarterback's confidence um, and making sure that he has that um, go-to guy, that security blanket on the offense. And they've got a lot of rotating uh, parts, about seven guys who could step in on the offensive line who have all had um, game experience and um, should also do a good job of um, getting some holes open for the backs and just protecting Morgan in general. Lots of returners. Um, talk about Ibrahim. You know, he he's a guy who, in the last media availability, a lot of Tanner Morgan, P.J. Fleck were saying he's kind of stepping up as a leader and is going to lead that running backs room. What are, what are your expectations of him this year? I think that he will... Um, definitely be one of the um, focal points of the offense given what um, Morgan and Fleck have um, said about him um, just being a leader and the one thing that you always um, see watching him is that he brings a ton of energy um, one thing to note too is that given his size 5'10 200 pound running back he's not the necessarily the biggest running back but he runs with a lot of energy, and he's still willing to take um, defenders head-on, too. Um, so I expect a lot of that uh, from Ibrahim, and Gophers fans should expect that as well. For sure. A lot of the roster really is pretty similar from last year on the offensive end, but it's not really the case on the defensive side of the ball. They lost a lot of guys to either the NFL draft or gra graduation. You wrote another br breakdown about the defensive side of the ball. Who's going to step up and fill the roles left by, you know, with Antoine Winfield gone, Kamal Martin, Thomas Barber, Thomas Barber, Carter Coughlin? Who's going to step up and kind of replace those guys this season? Yeah, so s starting up front on the defensive line, two guys of note are Asazi Otomewo, sorry if I mispronounced that, and Boye Mafe. Um, both are um, edge rushers, defensive end um, types. Mafe has had a lot of um, praise from Fleck in this um, most recent uh, press conference. Um, not only has he, um, in Fleck's words, paraphrasing that he has mastered uh, the technique at the position now, and he's not just learning, but he's almost perfecting his craft at the position, and that he's just a really instinctual player um, with a lot of energy. So look for Mafe to... Um, have an expanded role. Both um, he and Otomewo uh, had experience last season, um, just maybe weren't um, playing quite as much with um, the likes of Carter Coughlin or uh, Winston de Latibodier. Um, in the linebacker position, Braylon Oliver, Mariano Sori Marin, and potentially Thomas Rush are some guys um, to look out for. Um, 
that could step up as well. Some of these guys have played in 13 games, just didn't necessarily um, start in any of them. Um, Oliver did have um, 22 tackles over 13 games. Uh, and then Sori Marin had 42 tackles um, with seven starts. And he kind of stepped in um, when uh, Kamal Martin uh, was injured as well. And then looking in the defensive backfield, obviously losing um, a player like Antoine Winfield Jr., who arguably was um, the Gophers' best defensive player last season. It's not going to be easy for the Gophers to replace him, but they still have guys who have um, played uh, defensive back. And it might not be necessarily a safety stepping up in that defensive backfield. It might be a, a cornerback. But um, guys like Coney Durr, uh, Benjamin St. Just, Jordan Howden, um, those are guys who have had um, plenty of experience as well. Calvin Swenson last year was um, right behind Winfield on the depth chart. And so we'll see whether or not um, he was just behind Winfield and if someone else will kind of step in over him but or if he'll um, take on that starting role. For sure. They, they definitely have a lot of depth that can fill in um, for some of these guys who have graduated, like Antoine Winfield, who might not have even have been the best defensive player, but the best overall player for the Gophers last season. And they might need depth in this unusual season. Some of the Big Ten protocols call for 21 days if there's any positive COVID tests, which could present some challenges for teams. I know PJ has talked about that a little bit, about how guys need to be ready at a moment's notice. Um, what has he said about this team's death and that next man up mentality? Sure. Yeah, he really did emphasize that any guy that's really low on the depth chart could really quickly jump up the depth chart depending on uh, who ends up testing positive if there are any players testing positive. And then obviously with a normal season, just um, the regular um, injuries that players might go through. Uh, we'll see if that is just coach speak or if uh, players um, from all over uh, the depth chart and all different kinds of experience will in fact step up. Um, but I, I, I have an inkling that given what he's kind of said and looking at their roster that you might not necessarily see a ton of true freshmen and really young guys playing right away unless if they are um, really the talented guys that have earned those spots. I think we look at the Gophers roster and especially on the defensive side of the ball, you think of guys like Coughlin and Barber and Martin and Winfield and you think that there's a lot of guys that they'll need to replace, but they still have players who are in are either redshirt sophomores, redshirt juniors, even redshirt seniors, and they'll they'll they're still here. They just haven't had um, as much experience because of um, those other players. So it it probably will um, take some other guys um, to step up. Um, and Fleck did mention that it's still a real season, so they're going to need um, plenty of guys to uh, step up. For sure. And, yeah, especially if there's any kind of COVID test, it could be wild being, you know, three weeks without – I mean, there's eight games a season. You could miss three of them just with one positive test. So they're definitely going to need some depth this season, um, along with every other team in the Big Ten and all of college football, really. So it'll be an interesting year, and it'll be fun to see who kind of steps up on that defensive side and see if the offense can keep it clicking as much as they did last year after losing some guys like Tyler Johnson and Rodney Smith. Mm -hmm. 
Well, I think that's all that we had for you today, but appreciate you tuning in. And Brendan, thank you for joining us. Yeah, of course. Thank you, Nolan. Have a good one. In other news, the Gophers Athletics Department conducted 2,183 COVID-19 tests in the month of September, finding 55 positive test results. The Gophers women's basketball team added Alana Michaud to its 2021 recruiting class, another highly ranked commit for Whalen. Next week, we'll have an update on the state of three Gophers sports cut by the Athletics Department pending board regents approval. Join us next week for the weekly rundown on all things Gophers sports.